1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. Thank you for tuning in to The Majors Well, your 101 guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hey Majors, welcome back so this week I'm going to explore breathwork. Breath is, quote, the mother of all creation, end quote. According to Tao Te Ching, an ancient Chinese religious text, the Latin word to breathe is inspire, filtering into the word inspire. Breathing is the first thing we do when we are born, and the last thing we do when we die. It sustains and animates us Our feelings rise up through our breath, panicking when it's short, exasperated when we deeply sigh. We don't store oxygen in our body, making it one of the most important requirements for our survival. And yet we breathe effortlessly, without thought or need for attention. And in our lifetime, we take around half a billion breaths. It's estimated that 80% of the population breathes incorrectly. So before I get into what breathwork actually is, I want to talk about how to correctly breathe as you go through your day. Deep belly breathing. A lot of us have heard this term and a lot of us breathe with our chests. This isn't the best because it greatly limits the amount of air we can pull into the lungs. Muscles around the upper body and the neck get used to help out and assist when we breathe with our chest. They aren't designed to function in this way, so they tire out more easily than the diaphragm. Now the diaphragm is a parachute-shaped muscle, and it sits below the ribcage, and it's responsible for drawing breath into the body. When we breathe with the belly, we're engaging the diaphragm. It activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which basically helps with rest, digestion, and the repair process. A sign that this system has been activated, which is what you want, is when you have more saliva in your mouth, and it takes around 3 minutes to activate it. Now, deep belly breathing can be difficult to do because of restrictive clothing, poor posture, and stress. Over time, if we breathe incorrectly, your lungs lose their elasticity, which limits how much air you can actually take in, and also the diaphragm weakens. But relearning how to breathe with your belly can reverse these things. I want you to do an exercise with me. It's dead easy and you can do it anywhere. This type of breathing is a huge booster of nitric oxide. The lighter we breathe, the higher the concentration of nitric oxide that is brought into the lungs. Now, what is nitric oxide? It opens the blood vessels and it allows for healthy circulation. It allows your lungs to take in more oxygen. The amount of studies done on this chemical is huge. There's research that supports its role in the health of every organ. Okay, so now onto the exercise. Place your hand onto your belly and draw attention to your breath. And see if you can breathe with the belly rather than your chest. And see if you can push the hand that sits on your belly. Your chest shouldn't move. Focus on the cool air coming into the nose and warm out. And see if you can slow down and soften the breath. Slow it down so you feel like you're not taking enough breath in and resist the urge to take a deeper breath. And see if you can make the breath really quiet too. slow down the breath slow it right down more and more and gently feel the feeling that you want to take in air, and breathe so softly that you feel like it couldn't move the hairs in your nose and you can carry on doing this exercise while i'm speaking if you want mouth versus nose take a few breaths for me now did you breathe through the nose or the mouth not only is it bad for health when we take shallow breaths with the chest, but when we breathe through the mouth, it's equally as bad. Some mouth breathers, listen up. When we inhale through the nose, we naturally produce nitric oxide, as I've just said. Now, nose breathing also warms up the air and it gives it moisture before it reaches our lungs. We also lose a pile of water when we breathe through the mouth and also the diaphragm weakens over time as the muscles around it aren't engaged when we mouth breathe. Also, we're more likely to have colds and flu if we breathe through the mouth, as the nose acts as a filtration system for bad bacteria. Mouth breathing should be used in emergency situations and not a regular habit. The nose holds the olfactory bulbs, which I've mentioned in the past, I think I mentioned that in the very first episode. The olfactory bulbs, they act as roots for the brain. They pick up information and they're linked to the hypothalamus. Now this area of the brain looks after the heartbeat, blood pressure and sleep, to name a few. Nose breathing stimulates these bulbs and sends feedback to the hypothalamus. So if you're a mouth breather, stop, pay attention to your breath and switch to nose breathing. It's a habit that is easy to train out of. If you suffer from congestion, maybe check out neti pots, which help clean out the nasal passages by directing saline water into one nostril and out the other. Try this breathing exercise with me. It's super simple. Place your left hand on your stomach. This is going to help draw the breath down to your stomach area. With your right hand, press your thumb to your right nostril and inhale deeply using the belly through the left nostril and your belly should push your hand. And so at the top of your inhale, close the left nostril with your little finger and lift your thumb off the closed nostril and exhale through the right side. Inhale through the right side. And at the peak, close the nostril once again with your thumb and lift the little finger and exhale from the left side. This is one cycle. Okay, so block the right side and inhale through the left. Close the left. Exhale through the right. Inhale through the right. Close and exhale through the left. Block the right. Inhale through the left. Close the left. Exhale through the right. Inhale through the right. Close, exhale through the left. This is an alternate nostril breathing technique called Nadi Shodhana Pranayama. I hope I got that pronunciation right. I tried really hard. This translates to Subtle Energy Clearing Breathing technique. And it's one of the seven techniques of Pranayama. Which is a system of exercises regarding the breath. Pranayama appeared in the Yoga Sutra written around 200-300 BCE, roughly, in India. Which is basically a yoga manual, but the techniques of pranayama are said to be way older than that. Now let's move on to breathwork. Majors, my sugar pot spell—it's ready. We can lift off, and I want your cup to overruneth. Sugarpot spells are traditionally used to sweeten your life and bring joy, and who doesn't want more of that? I mean, I do. Subscribe with the link in the description, and you can be added. What are you waiting for? There's no time to lose. work is something I've dipped in and out of over the years, but I've recently started to do it on a more regular basis. What is it? Let me explain. Breathwork is consciously controlling your breath pattern, and it's said to influence a state of mind and to alter the consciousness. When we drift deeper into our consciousness, it is when we can experience breakthroughs in terms of insights and perceptions being shifted or altered. We become more open to new information and enter a trance-like state. Dysfunctional patterns and old wounds are released. No two breathwork journeys are the same. Today there are various brands and models to work with. It's grown in popularity and it's often used as a form of therapy. Breathwork as we know it today began in the 60s and it was during this time that holotropic breathwork and rebirthing breathwork came about. Rebirthing aimed to look at the trauma from being born whilst holotropic was inspired by psychedelic drugs like lsd now when lsd became illegal in the 60s psychologists stanislav and christina groff they wanted to recreate its healing properties they developed holotropic breathwork with the aim of healing coming from within the individual You may have heard of the Wim Hof Method. I get targeted Instagram ads with that guy all the time. It is very popular. It's basically 20 to 30 cycles of breath, i.e. inhaling and exhaling, followed by holding the breath for around a minute and a half, followed by another inhale and holding it for 15 seconds. Now what this does, this process is basically tricking the brain into thinking that it's in a low oxygen level area and it produces hormones, these hormones are released, and the blood vessels dilute. With the last holding of the breath of 15 seconds, fresh oxygen hits the brain, which produces more feel-good hormones, and the fresh blood is sent to the organs. The result of this is said to be a stronger resilience to stress. However, this being said, breath work, it's nothing new. It's a tool that has been utilized by shamans across the globe for thousands of years in order to help them achieve an altered state of consciousness and to enter a trance state. And that is the basis for many Eastern practices, such as meditation, yoga, qigong, and many, many more. There's different techniques and ways of breathing. There's circular That's a very popular one where there's no gaps in between inhaling and exhaling. It is a constant stream. There's a constant rhythm which is said to release stuck emotions that become stored on a cellular level. Traumas can come up and the trauma that does show up is said to be necessary to be healed at the present time. And if it comes up, it kind of indicates that you're ready to heal it. Also, elite athletes have started using it to optimise recovery and performance. So while doing the research, I mean, I have been doing it for years, on and off, but I was a little bit suspicious. I mean, I saw videos where people had these life-changing experiences and one website stated that enlightenment can be brought about with breathwork as well as reaching your full potential. I was sceptical. These are pretty vague statements and they're big statements. So I wanted to know what is actually going on with your body and what does this technique trigger? What is the science behind it? Well, when we breathe as quickly and as deeply in a breathwork session, we release more carbon dioxide from the body, resulting in the blood becoming more alkaline and being able to hold onto more oxygen. By breathing deeply, you activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which calms your heart rate and lowers blood pressure. Now, when we do short shallow breaths, this encourages the fight or flight response, which racks up adrenaline and cortisol to help us deal with the perceived threat. This response, this fight or flight response, gets triggered over the slightest issue and it can wreak havoc on our system if we don't utilize the adrenaline and cortisol. Deep breathing reverses this fight or flight response as well as reversing the levels of adrenaline and cortisol floating around in our systems. In The Healing Power of Breath, doctors Richard P. Brown and Patricia L. Gerbarg, write, quote, studies are revealing that by changing the patterns of breathing, it is possible to restore balance to the stress response systems, calm and agitated mind, relieve symptoms of anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, improve physical health and endurance, alleviate performance and enhance relationship. Sounds pretty good to me. In one study conducted on US veterans, a breathwork-based meditation was seen to reduce post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms. The defense department, which I bloody love, is now advocating and encouraging veterans to do breathwork as well as yoga. Other studies have linked deepening the breath to increased longevity, helping with asthma, and various other ailments. The lower sections of the lung have more nerve receptors in them, which help calm the mind and body. These lower sections can only be accessed with deep breathing. In 1931, Otto Warburg won a Nobel Prize for discovering that when cells were starved of oxygen, they became cancerous. Therefore, deep breathing and flooding the body with oxygen can have cancer-fighting effects. Max Storm, a teacher of breathwork, discovered that when he was teaching his technique to people who had high levels of anxiety, after a session they would cry. He believes their anxiety came from unprocessed grief that they had been ignoring or bottling up. The sessions actually gave them space to process and release this grief. There's studies that suggest the immune system is boosted. After 10 days of practicing the Wim Hof Method, Researchers injected the test group with an inflammatory agent while they practiced the technique. Now, in comparison with the group who didn't do the breath work, turns out the Wim Hof group didn't suffer as much with nausea and fever that accompanies the injection, whereas the group who didn't do the breath work suffered horrifically from it. Breath work is generally considered safe, however, it isn't advisable for those with heart issues and those on antipsychotic medications. If you're interested in breath work, I've created a guided breathwork session. I've posted it on my Patreon. It's completely guided, I've combined different techniques to get the best results. I've put shamanic drumming behind it and basically it beats at 200 times a minute and that helps go into a trance-like state. I've combined it with binaural music, we go for 7 rounds. And I've chosen seven because I wanted to focus on the seven energy centers within the body. And I've added tones to help activate each energy center. There's a cool down. I've got some empowering affirmations. Now, if that sounds up your street, subscribe to the Patreon. It's five pounds or five dollars, actually. And I've got some kick-ass content going up there soon. And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path. I also want to connect you to information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors well community, as well as being in the communal sugar pot spell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at TheMajorsWell, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you'd wish to share at TheMajorsWell at gmail.com, and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork, and to Cecily Klim for editing. Peace out, witchers and mouth breathers, stop it.